From Gobo to Bobo, puppet nerds like a lot of things, but there's something they love above all else, and that is correcting people. This is a very special Muppets and Puppets episode of Um Actually. Joining us today, we have Ben Seaman. Manamana. We have Becky Drysdale. Hello. And we have Jordan Dahl. Hi, everybody. Thank you all for joining me on this, uh, you know, though. The weird new technology that we are having to do all, all entertainment in. This is a, a bit of a, an experiment, but, um, you know, that's the weird hellscape world we live in now. I'm yeah. for it. <laughs> the transition all, to pure information was very smooth for me. It's just pure digital beings now. That's that's <laughs> how we live. We're all ones and zeros. You're all uh, Muppet puppet fans. You've got, a, you've got a, a, at least a strong emotional attachment to, to Muppets and Puppets. Anything do you want to tell our viewers about, like, just like, oh, yeah, here's here's... Here's how I feel about this. I'm like a C-grade puppeteer in that I've been in a puppeteer in a bunch of very low-quality things where... Uh, you do puppet movie... improv, right? Yeah, that's true. Puppet improv with... Uh, Jim Henson has, like, a puppet improv show, and, and uh, Dave Kearns and I have done puppet improv before. I also played uh, the, the wife of a killer turkey in Thanksgiving 3. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And my... My character was immediately murdered in the first uh, two minutes of the movie, and that was it. <laughs> uh, I am a, a, a you know a Muppet and, and puppet enthusiast. I don't know. I, I fear that I'm going to be nowhere near as encyclopedic and, and knowledgeable as, as the rest of you. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of love and dedication, I dare I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> the emotional ties. The emotional yeah. connection. I, I cannot be cannot be beat. I'm mostly here because I have an odd fascination stemming from a deep fear of puppets. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I love a puppet when it's puppeting around. I love a Muppet when it's Muppeting around. But boy, when it's sitting there filled with cold potential, uh, there is <laughs> something about those little buttons staring at my hands. I know you want them. I know you want them for your own. It's the weird, like, uncanny valley like soullessness of a lifeless puppet <laughs> where like you know it should be alive but it's still just sort of there like... are a few things as <laughs> elementally frightening to me as an, a puppet at rest <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna jump into the game um uh, jordan's played before but for for ben and, and becky the, the game is very simple uh, i have here a stack of statements these oh, are these boy. are incorrect false statements about uh muppets and puppets uh and it's up to you to identify the thing that's wrong and correct me uh, mm -hmm. the only two real rules here are that um just like in real life you can interrupt me whenever you want you don't need to wait for me to finish the question if you hear what's wrong you can just jump right in and say you're wrong. The second is that you have to proceed your corrections with the phrase, um, actually, sort of Jeopardy style. Uh, if you don't say it, I won't give you the point, and I'll feel very bad about it. So uh, just proceed your corrections with, um, actually. Here is our first statement. Though he has some avian features like feathers and a romantic relationship with Camilla the chicken, Gonzo is not a bird. Making his original appearance as Snarl the Cigar Box Frackle in the Great Santa Claus Switch, Gonzo was later reworked into an unnamed creature of indeterminate origin. Uh, Jordan has buzzed in. Um, actually, Gonzo has always been a weirdo. That is, Gonzo is a weirdo. Uh, that is maybe close enough to give you a point. Can you be a little bit more specific about Gonzo's uh, origin or or named? Uh... I mean, the, I think when you say that he was a creature of unknown origin, I think that he, his 
he was he was not. His origin is he's a weirdo from where weirdos come from. I, I'll give you the point. There, uh, There is a more specific answer here, but I'll give you the point <sighs> unless someone can tell me what the more specific answer is. Yeah, Ben. Um, actually, uh, in the movie Muppets from Space, Gonzo is said to have come from space, so he is That is alien. correct. That is correct. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, I don't consider that canon. I think that's no, an after... Retrofit. It's so funny to me that in a world of Muppets where everyone's got like there's there's so many like antenna and just like like big forms and stuff. Everyone's just like, what the fuck is Gonzo's deal? It's like, come on, man. Like pot kettle black. Like freedoms is fine, but let's let's unpack Gonzo. I'm going to give the point to Ben. Uh, uh, because it is the more specific answer and what is on my sure. card. Though I do appreciate the the discussion around uh, around this. Um, sure. And uh, look, there's going to be some wacky points throughout. Uh, we'll, some of these will be judgment calls, but that that first point will go. <laughs> I feel like this is going to end with me screaming and storming out. <laughs> <laughs> It may not be a puppet show, but the core cast of Muppet Babies are still characters that were originally Muppets. The show depicts younger versions of Muppets like Animal, Ralph, and Beaker in the care of Nanny. Yep, uh, yes, Ben. Um, actually, uh, the show features Skeeter, who was not a Muppet and was created solely because uh, the Muppets lacked strong female characters. So they just yes. made up a sister that didn't exist. That is correct. But uh, Becky, you're, did you, were you going to say the same thing? Yes, um, actually, it's pronounced Rolf. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I will always, I will always mispronounce everything. <laughs> that point will go to Ben. That's yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, uh, Skeeter was uh, was created just for Muppet Babies and has not, nor has been yet uh, a a Muppet, uh, like a physical Muppet, which is like oh. continuity wise feels very strange. It's like it feels like it like raises questions like. What, what happened? What happened to Skeeter? What are the physical limitations of making a Skeeter puppet? <laughs> I would like to see a Skeeter puppet. I guess at some point, it feels like it's like been established, and that like people liked Muppet Babies so much that 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 is sort of a beloved character. Um, it's it's odd that it's just been like relegated to that one specific show and and never never seen elsewhere. Um, actually, uh, oh. appeared in uh, in some comics recently, and that was a big a okay. big thing. Uh, that she was in the comics, which I do not read. But uh... <laughs> that's why I'm on this episode. Yeah. Uh, here's our next question, which is about the Dark Crystal. In the Dark Crystal universe, the Skeksis are a race of power-hungry and manipulative bird-like beings who arrived on the planet Thra after being banished from their homeworld during an event called the Great Conjunction. Among those Skeksis trapped on the planet Thra are Skekvar, Skekzok, Skeklee, Skekekt, and Skektek. Jordan, uh, you, you, you buzzed in. Um, actually, Skektek is a technical assistance company started by Skeksis <laughs> and not the name. You can contact via chat. What's wrong with your computer? He is calling me. Uh, no, that is uh, that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> um, actually, the Skeksis did not arrive from space. They were split from the creatures that existed on the planet uh, when the Dark Crystal cracked. Mm. So they uh, never that's came correct. from another place. Just that like is Gonzo. correct. <laughs> just like Gonzo, another like, another hair splitting. Is it an alien or not? Uh, Muppet well, question. I would uh, say more importantly, a deep a deep connection between Gonzo and the Skeksis that we just discovered. That's What's true. going on Bird -like, there? Like 
maybe an alien, maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, sure. Is Don like you could draw like one of those evolution charts that just shows like <laughs> like <laughs> Gonzo to Skeksis or Skeksis to Gonzo? I love that. I don't know which way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Ben, um, that uh, you're running away with this. That is the answer yes, we're looking that for. Was, that was a good catch. All right. Well, our next question is a fan submitted question from Andrew. So here is that question. Two large memorial services were held for Jim Henson, one in New York and one in London, but both featured a heartfelt rendition of Bee and Green, sung by Kermit the Frog. That is Jordan buzzing it fast, followed by Becky. Jordan. Um, actually, it was Rambo Connection. Um, incorrect. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> Bee and Green was sung by the entire cast of The Muppets and Sesame Street. Ooh, you are extremely close. Uh, in fact, you've, you've found exactly what's wrong. So I will give you the point unless Jordan can tell me specifically what, because uh, he just buzzed in, unless Jordan can tell me specifically what, what the answer is. No, I, t- I can tell from the context uh, surrounding your excitement about uh, Rebecca's answer that my answer is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Becky, I'll go ahead and give you the point there uh, uh, because you were able to identify what was wrong, um, even if we don't have specifically what was right. Uh, Kermit the Frog didn't sing Bean Green uh, in both uh, memorial services. Uh, Big Bird uh, or Carol Spinney uh, uh, sang. Oh my God, that was um, which is I'm so dumb. Well, I'll, but, t- uh, I'll take it because I feel like I it's I'm it's it's been hard for me during this game. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'll take it. Uh, all right. Well, we'll move on to our next question, uh, and this is a shiny question. We have uh, three of these in a game. These are these questions are worth the same number of points. Uh, they're just a little bit different and a little bit rarer. So uh, this is a game called What's Wrong With This Picture? So mm. in just a second, we're going to load up an image, and we have altered this image to make something wrong with it. Uh, the first person who can identify what is wrong with the image will get the point. Um, for these shiny questions, you don't have to say I'm actually because they're not technically corrections. But uh, but if you want to stay in the habit so you don't accidentally not say it later, that's also totally fine. So um, stick with what I haven't been doing thus far anyway. <laughs> stay the course. That's right. Having, having a buzzer and questions and a format, I can't do all three of them. <laughs> it's, it's too many so things. I'm not, not a puppeteer. If everyone's ready, we're going to turn to that image right now. Uh, ben has buzzed in. Uh, Dr. Bunsen, honeydew does not have eyes under his glasses? That's correct, yeah. That correct. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at what it should look like, uh, which looks infinitely more terrifying <laughs> once, you, <laughs> once you see the version with eyes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that point goes to Ben. Uh, Bunsen, honeydew doesn't have eyes. His glasses are his eyes. I don't know why. I was like... I, I just I first immediately decided that their ties were wrong, and I was like, "What tie <laughs> does Beaker usually wear?" I don't know why that's where my <laughs> you you get used to seeing Bunsen and Honeydew without eyes, and you're like, "Okay, that's totally. that." And like the moment you see him with eyes, it's like, "Well, surely that's how it should be." <laughs> it would be a terrifying Pan's Labyrinth type creature uh, <laughs> to, to have like. Sure. Maybe I, Bunsen I love has it. Eyes I think it's hand. brilliant. I think Bunsen and Beaker are a lot of the, are, are the source of a lot of my my puppet fear. Mm. 
Really? Yeah. Bunsen and Beaker are, I think, two of my favorites. You know, Beaker specifically, his fl- his flesh-toned skin makes me think that he was once a man. Kind of like a, a reek situation with Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, used to have, he used to have a name and speak beautifully, yeah. and then he just destroyed him, and now it's like, all you'll say is meat. Yeah, he was like a beautiful like ballet dancer or something. <laughs> Every meep is a is like a please help me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trapped. Yeah. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. yeah. <laughs> yes, very good people. And then there's like that amazing episode where you go back in time and you realize what happened to Beaker yeah. and it catches up with real time of him saying meep 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 meep. It's, yeah. it's during the big lore like episode. Mind boggling. Yeah, yeah the totally. last shot is like it, it like zooms into the, uh, the the iris yeah. Yeah. as he peeps. Oh for, great! Yeah, is, is help me become meep just like Hordor yeah. was exactly. the door? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, help, me, help, help me! Help me! Help me! 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 Yeah, I like, think we wrote the next Muppet movie. <laughs> the birthplace of the worst ideas ever. Okay, a uh, quick recap here. Uh, ben, you have four points. Uh, Becky, you have one. Jordan, nothing yet, but you know there's still plenty of game left to Just go. happy to be here, Mike. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. <laughs> Talking puppets with friends. Uh, all right, well, here, here's our next one. While some characters on Sesame Street were instant hits, others were cut from the program entirely. These include Don Music, who encouraged kids to bang their heads on pianos, Fret Scallions, an anthropomorphic onion who made people cry, Bruno the Trash Man, a silent garbage man who moved Oscar the Grouch around, and Roosevelt Franklin, who was cut for being potentially offensive to African Americans. Ben, Ben, you're buzzing in. Uh, um, actually, I would venture to guess that this Scallions character that you're talking about did not exist because I have no recollection of a Scallion that makes people cry, but I do have a recollection of all those other characters. Uh, that is correct. Brett Scallions is not a Muppet. He is the leading vocalist of the post-grunge band Fuel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, he, the rest of these uh, are all real, um, uh, including, as we talked about, um, uh, uh, Franklin, uh, Roosevelt Franklin, who inspired uh, on Arrested Development, the Joe Franklin. Blues puppet Franklin, uh, was, was sort of the inspiration for that. Oh, wait, is that an album? The Fr- Roosevelt Franklin album on vinyl. Oh, but you were like, because it's offensive to African-Americans. And I was like, oh, my God, I have that album. Am I? <laughs> I'm the problem. Uh, you have a- yeah, I just 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 because we might get dinged on this with uh, Twitter corrections. Um, the Roosevelt Franklin did reappear in 2019 for the Whoa. show's 50th anniversary. Oh. Uh, in case somebody dings us for that, I wanted us to put it out there. That's all. That, and it wasn't totally cut. He wasn't uh, totally uh, cut, exactly. So many he's still things. doing something on Sesame Street. They just He's just not around. I don't there's know a, if that's better. There's a picture of him with Paul Shear on the wiki. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, fantastic. We will move on to our next question here. From the very beginning, Fraggle Rock was produced with a goal toward international distribution. The segments of the show with human actors were produced separately in different countries to make different region-specific versions of the show. Originally a co-production of TNT in the US, TBS in Britain, and the Canadian Broadcasting Company, Fraggle Rock was eventually broadcast in over 95... Yes, Jordan? Um, actually, it was BBC in Britain? Uh, it was not. Originally a co-production of TNT in the U.S., TVS in Britain, and the Canadian Broadcasting Company, Fraggle Rock was eventually broadcast in over 95 countries and, in 1989, became the first U.S. TV show to air in the Soviet Union. 
Oh. Becky. Um, actually, CNT was not a thing at that time. Um, uh, that is, uh, you know what, you've, you've found what's wrong here. TNT was not the U.S. sponsor of Fraggle Rock. Uh, so I'll give you the point. Unless, uh, uh, can, you, can you tell me who was and lock it in? Was it, it wasn't PBS? Uh, it was not PBS. Uh, Penthouse. Incorrect. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, that point will go to Becky uh, uh, for identifying that. Um, Fraggle Rock was originally produced by HBO. Mm. uh, And in fact, that makes Fraggle Rock the first piece of HBO original Mm. programming, uh, which also means that Bill Maher was not the first sentient trash heap to appear on HBO. Bird! Bird! Get him. Dragon. That's... A very Bill Maher-like joke that you yeah. make Bill Maher. <laughs> I love it. And I glance so, around the, the, the audience. They're like, like, yeah, right, pretty good, huh? I lived in France when Fraggle Rock was on. I saw it in French, so I thought the Fraggles were French, like that was on purpose. Right. And I, and I also had a book called What Do Doozers Do? And so I thought the Doozers were the leads of the show and the Fraggles mm-hmm. were like the secondary characters. That's and it so was like fun. a lifetime of me being like, oh, oh, like, <laughs> I'm like my adult self correcting my younger self. Sure. Everything like, I know about Fraggles is wrong. <laughs> but that's really what happened. And I and because I I thought I, you know, I was a kid. So I thought it was like an, a French show that was being turned into an American show and not and not the other way around. Sure. Did you find it strange that all of the French Fraggles were smoking? <laughs> I, was I was smoking at the time, so it nice. felt totally, totally normal. Today's video is sponsored by Bright Cellars. If you've ever been in the wine aisle, totally overwhelmed, picked something at random, and wound up with something that you hated, you're not alone. Finding the perfect wine match can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. That's where Bright Cellars comes in. Bright Cellars uses a wine algorithm to match you with wines you're guaranteed to love. All you have to do is take their 30-second quiz, and they'll match you with wines based on things you already know you like, like your favorite type of chocolate or your favorite type of juice. Then Bright Cellars ships your matches directly to your doorstep for you to enjoy. Finding the perfect wine has never been easier. Bright Cellars sent me a box of wine, and honestly, I planned my whole menu around it. I was like, oh, this one looks good. I'll do a little lasagna with that. Every wine comes with its own education card with information about the region it's from, tasting notes, food pairings, serving temperatures. You can also switch up the number of reds, whites, and rosés, or if you're a seasonal wine drinker, just skip an order. And the best part is if you don't like a bottle of wine that you got, Bright Cellars offers you a delight guarantee, and they'll send you a replacement bottle in your next order. To help you find your new favorite wine, we're giving you 50% off your first six-bottle box when you go to brightsellers.com slash actually. Head to brightsellers.com slash actually to receive 50% off your first six-bottle order. Bright Cellars, helping you discover wine you'll love. Um, all right, here's our next one. British sci-fi super marionation series Thunderbirds follows the Tracy family, who conduct international rescue missions using high-tech vehicles like Thunderbird 1, a hypersonic rocket plane, and Fireball XL5, a spacecraft. When not on missions, the Tracy family lives on Tracy Island with Grandma Tracy, an engineer named Brains, and his assistant, Tintin. Ben looks very suspicious. Um, I know nothing about the Thundercats, uh, but I would Thunder say, um, actually, uh, <laughs> Thunder- Thunder- <laughs> cancel them, pull the question. 
Um, get out, actually, get out. I'm booting you from the chat. <laughs> suspicious of Tintin as the name of the assistant. Uh, I know that Tintin's a very established character in like comics and stuff, so I'm suspicious of that name. I would say that his name was not Tintin. You are rightly suspicious, but there is actually just a different character named Tintin who is uh, uh, who is the, the assistant there on Tracy Island. Uh, Jordan, you had also buzzed in. Do you have uh, an answer here? Um, actually, Fireball was not a spacecraft. That, heartbreakingly, is uh, what you've said is not, is uh, is not the answer, but you have identified what's wrong. Jordan, you're so close. I'm just going to give this to you. Um, <laughs> well, if somebody, if somebody else has got it. Hey, I don't want these pity points. No, take the pity points. It feels okay. good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'd, 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 they do have uh, uh, a space shuttle in addition to their space station, which is not called Fireball XL5. Uh, it is perhaps logically called Thunderbird three, uh, all their all their all their crafts are just Thunderbird one two three four five. Uh, sure. Fireball XL five uh, is a completely different super marionation show that sure. is about a space shuttle, oh, so it does exist. It's just not a fun thing. They made a movie called Thunderbird six where it was a blimp. It was like a proposed <laughs> like air, like Zeppelin because Zeppelins that were sounds, hot. At the time. That sounds like a backward step, right? <laughs> We've got a supersonic jet, Thunderbirds, but what if we need to fly slowly? Yes. That's when they have, like, another kid, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to build something for this kid to fly around in. Yeah. What if we need to we'll turn around you, and have it take an hour? I learned in my in my research doing this that, um, that there were some issues in trying to, like, um, uh, uh, franchise out uh, Thunderbirds because every puppet is smoking like all the time and <laughs> and with like with new uh, with like you know like t updated like TV standards it was like we can't show all these, sure. all these characters smoking and like could you like digitally remove these cigarettes <laughs> and the creators were like hard pass <laughs> <laughs> and like all the characters are just going like this for no reason they just have like a, they're just holding like a flower and doing this <laughs> listen does brains have to have an opium addiction <laughs> <laughs> yes god damn it this is the vision for our show Oh, cool. That, uh, that point will go to Jordan. And this will bring us to our <laughs> second shiny question. This is going to be an audio question. Oh. This is uh, this is a game we call Legal Limit. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I get it. We are uh, going to play what we think we can legally get away with playing uh, from Fixed songs notes. from yeah. Puppet and Muppet shows, uh, which is going to be about one second, maybe. Um, we have six different tracks here of very short snippets of songs. These are songs from Puppet and Muppet shows. Uh, and we're going to ask you to see if you can identify it. Uh, and the way this will work, even though there's going to be six things, whoever can identify the most of the six will get the one point for this question. Let's go ahead and play that first track. Uh, Jordan. That is a song from Labyrinth. Chilly Down with the Fireys or something? That's a really good guess, but that is very, not. Very, very good guess. Oh, uh, Ben, you have a guess. Is that Cabin Fever from Muppet Treasure Island? That is Cabin Fever <laughs> from Muppet Treasure uh, Island. See? See, uh, this is out of my this is that's out of my canon. I don't. That movie's okay, but um, uh, I had a friend that bought the 
the tape cassette to that soundtrack and then their uh, stereo broke and it could only play Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, and she would give me rides all the time. So I... So that's burned into your brain. <laughs> it's burned into my brain with a lot of trauma. Let's play track number two. We can show you a good time. I hope Jordan gets this, though. Now that is uh, Chili Down with the fire. That is Chili Down, the fires from Labyrinth. Yes, you were just one question too early. Arguably. Uh, <laughs> the worst Did song he, in Labyrinth. Should get an extra point for time travel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for being psychic. All right, let's hear uh, track number three. <laughs> Jordan. Um, actually, that is the Fraggle Rock theme. That is Fraggle Rock. Just those first initial, that, that funky, that funky bass. bass. Get yeah, you ready. Funky bass, baby. Let's hear track number four. needed a bigger Jordan. Um, actually, that's from uh, Team America World Police. <laughs> that's correct. I did sneak that in there. Do you know what song that is? <laughs> I miss you more than Michael. <laughs> miss the mark. We don't have the legal rights for this. Uh, but that is correct. That is, did I hear um, the word Cuba Gooding in there? That, yes, you did. That was the song um, Pearl Harbor Sucked and I Miss You. When he uh, made Pearl Harbor. Got it. <laughs> uh, let's play. I think we're on track number five now. Want to see me make a rocket? <laughs> ben. Sadly, I know this. Um, actually, that's I'm the Baby, Gotta Love Me from Dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, no. uh, that is wow. I'm the Baby, Gotta Love Me from oh, the show Dinosaurs. <laughs> the Bartman of dinosaur based song. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I'm realizing this, this game show is making me realize that my knowledge and expertise about Muppet things is like, a very specific, like two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best and years. And really, just like Sesame Street and the Muppet Show. Apparently. To be fair, it's probably an okay thing that you don't know. I'm the baby, gotta love me. Very oh, well. That I feel totally comfortable. With. You don't remember the dinosaur baby that instructed us to love it in the nineties? <laughs> you know, what? I I may have not gotten that show because I lived in Canada. Although that doesn't make sense either. I maybe I didn't care. Maybe I, was, maybe I was scared. We have one more track to play here. So far, Jordan's got three, Ben's got two. So um, we'll see. Becky can either uh, be this, play the spoiler, this could be a tie, or Jordan can clinch it. I'm going to buzz this. in before I hear it. <laughs> yes. I need uh, this, Becky. Let's hear this last track. That is Jordan just a no second ahead of Becky. How? How? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is from my favorite Muppet movie. That, that is, is the Muppet insane. Christmas Carol. I can't believe you got that before me. It was it was so close. It was like right on top of each other. That is a Muppet right. Christmas Carol, I'm, Jordan. And I believe that is the Scrooge song. The Scrooge song, correct. Uh, okay, so our score right now is looking like uh, Ben with five, Jordan and Becky each with two points. And we'll move along with our game here. Remember Alf? He's back in question form. <laughs> One of the strangest pieces of ALF merchandising was the Many Faces of ALF campaign with Burger King. Four different ALF puppets were available and accompanied by small records that played original ALF-specific songs, including Melmac the Knife, Cookin' with ALF, Melmac Girls, and Take Me, ALF, to the Ball Game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, parentheses ALF. ALF. 
take me, comma, Alf, comma, to the ball game. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, you're buzzing in. Um, actually, <laughs> Mel Mac the Knife is just too funny to be real. The uh, Matt Alf would never crack me up that much. <laughs> Uh, you're correct. I made up Mel Mac the knife. Uh, that, that is the uh, the correct answer there. Um, the other ones are all real, including uh, "Take Me Alf to the Ball Game," which I have to admit has made me laugh every time. I've read it. They're like, yeah. we worked so hard on Mel Mac girls. We have one hour left first for Mel the baseball Mac girls. Took the whole budget. <laughs> Mel Mac girls wiped us out. He wanted to do a live. Photo album shoot, the whole thing. And Brian, Brian Wilson was like, like I gotta see right. my kids. <laughs> Brian Wilson so was Brian just Wilson replaced like, the harmonies aren't right. We gotta do this again. Oh boy. So everyone's pe- peeing in jars. <laughs> well, cool. That point will go to Jordan. Yes. Here's wow. the next question. I'm, I just, I'm just losing. I've changed <laughs> my opinion on having two points. I'm against it. I, I like yeah. the, three. No, it's, the it's number three. <laughs> Terrible. Muppet eyes are perhaps the most important feature of their design. While some have completely stationary eyes, relying on whole Muppet movement to convey expressions, others, like Big Bird, Miss Piggy, and Gonzo, have movable lids, while still others have moving pupils, like Sam the Eagle and Cookie Monster. Becky. Sam the Eagle and Cookie Monster do not have moving pupils. They do have movable pupils, actually. Sam the Eagle can look back and forth. And I, dis- Cookie Monster I disagree. <laughs> well, you got me there. Damn. Uh, um, actually, I would say Miss Piggy does not have uh, eyelids that flap close. That is true. That, that is correct. Um, uh-huh. Not have eyelids that flap close. Um, but there have there have been people who have been like convinced that they've seen Miss Piggy like fluttering her eyelids at yes. permit, and it's just good puppetry, that's, like just the yeah. ability. To, like, that's just expert puppeteering. This is our last shiny question and our second to last question of the game. Oh, um, I'm embarrassed, guys. I gotta say, <laughs> hey, hey, we still got two more questions left, and that's uh, you're not they're not that far. I mean, I mean, Ben's kind of running away with it, but you... uh, certainly catch up with Jordan. Um, you're not you're not that that far behind. Uh, this is a game called Name That Muppet. Uh, similar to the to the playing the audio tracks, we're going to show uh, images of Muppets. It'll be up to you to buzz in and uh, name them. Whoever can identify the most uh, Muppets will get the one point. And I'll tell you, there are nine Muppets to identify here. Oh. So I might be able to move pretty quickly through this. Let's look at that first Muppet. Oh, crap. Mm. Jordan. Um, actually, that's Papa Bear. It's not Papa Bear, but I, I see where you're, where I, it's a good guess, but no. I know of the bear. I do not know his name. I'm familiar with the works of the bear, but uh, the name is. <laughs> oh, man. His work cool. really overpowers his identity. <laughs> 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 um, we'll say, we'll say uh, no one got that one. That's Bobo Bear. Bobo. Oh. Let's take a look at the next one. Oh, oh. Nobody saw that one. That's true. No one did see this one. <laughs> you've, you've all correctly immediately gone like, that ain't Kermit. Um, no, I was yeah. We someone there, but so, yes, uh, Jordan, you buzzed in. Um, actually, this is the the evil uh, international criminal and mastermind from uh, Muppets at Large, I believe, uh, whose whose name I cannot recall, but I think is something like uh, Christoph Vander Jules. 
<laughs> you, I mean, you're not far, but that's not correct. Yeah. Uh, any other? Anyone have any guesses? Pulling anything out of the subconscious? It's a Russian name like Vlad or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Alexi. Very good. Uh, no, no, you're, you're you're both like it's clearly like it's in your brains. Uh, I'll say no points for that one because we've gotten plenty of Muppets to go through. This is Constantine. Uh, so oh. You had sort of like something. Let's uh, let's Funny. take a look at the next one. Um, uh, that is Jordan and then Ben close behind. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, I believe that's Emmett Otter. That is yes. Emmett. That is Emmett Otter. That sure is, is Jordan. All right, let's take a look at the next one. Oh, that is Jordan and cl- so close behind is Becky. It's like almost instantaneous. Um, actually, that's my man, New Zealand. That is New Zealand. <laughs> let's take a look at that next Muppet. That is Ben followed by Becky. Um, that is Pepe the Prawn. Ah! That is Pepe the Prawn. Let's take a look at that next Muppet. That is Becky, followed by Jordan. Is that, is that not Robin? That is Robin. Okay. That is Robin. I believe that's uh, a picture of Charlie Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we currently have uh, two for Jordan, one for Ben, one for Becky. Let's take a look at the next month. <laughs> Becky is first to buzz in there. This is Chris Farley and David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is Waldorf and Statler. That is correct. So it's ch- switching the naming convention or a, a power move. Was yeah. am I? I call yeah. Statler and Waldorf. Oh, I've always called them Waldorf and Statler. Oh, really? That's nice. Because I went always reading them in Hebrew. <laughs> I love puzzles. the idea of Statler and Waldorf having a Jewish community email that they send out every month. <laughs> the, the Waldorf and Statler. Oh, so. Let's look at that next Muppet. That is Becky and close no! behind. That is Sweetums. That is Sweetums. Oh, it's my girl Sweetums. She's one of my favorites. <laughs> Sweetums actually makes me cry sometimes. I when love they, Sweetums. When they leave Sweetums behind in the Muppet movie, I'm like, oh, right. there's nothing I can do to stop it. Do you remember the episode of the Muppet <laughs> Show where they give her a makeover? Yes. It's wonderful. Let it, let's go to our next Muppet. Oh, that is Becky immediately, then everyone oh. else close behind. Becky, what? who is that? That's Telly. That is Telly. That is Telly. And another one. So Becky's coming in. Let's see. That is currently four identified by Becky, one by Ben, two by Jordan. Um, so that point is going to go to Becky for identifying four of these nine Muppets. Uh, ben got one. Jordan got two. And two were unidentified. I'm sick over that Telly one. I have such Telly energy. Have you seen, like, the original Telly had, like, television antennas coming yeah. out of his head? And, like, was very disturbing. And then he turned yeah. into a nice character. Well, it was supposed there to be is. like um like a Cookie Monster type monster, but where he was uh, like addicted to television instead there of is. So, <laughs> instead they were just like let's make him afraid of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our score going into the last question here is Ben a runaway with six and three each for Becky and Jordan. This is for uh, second place. This uh, this is for second place, uh, unless Ben just fucking continue. It just stomps. <laughs> uh, but then, but then you both have second no, place. No, this is for yeah. fifty points. Let's yeah. make this one. Yeah, it's golden snitch rules. Like this is just yeah. it, it's all here. <laughs> Our last question, as always, concerns real life skills. So nothing to do with puppets and puppets. Just uh, oh. just thing like after you've gotten that, uh, you've got your expertise here. Let's just let's talk about something from the real world. <laughs> 
You're no puppet. No one makes your decisions unless you want them to. Power of attorney is a document that allows someone else to manage your property, financial, or medical affairs. In order to appoint a power of attorney, you must sign and notarize official documentation that appoints an agent who is of sound mind and at least 21 years old. Agents may then sell property, manage real estate, collect debt, and handle business transactions. Uh, Becky. I don't think they can buy property. Uh, they can, actually. Well, yeah. they shouldn't, you know? <laughs> they, sh- they should. Don't do that. I didn't approve that. <laughs> Jordan. Um, actually, you only need to be 18 to have power of attorney. That's correct. Uh, Whoa! You need to be 18 to, to, uh, to, for power of attorney. So you can make uh, that little uh, shithead 18-year-old you know uh, totally in control of all your debt and business affairs and property. Sure. Uh, that's how that works. <laughs> uh, shot in the dark. Total I'm gonna, shot in I'm the gonna dark. own it. Well, I'm oh, glad man. I don't know the kids stuff or the adult stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm a useless fucking nailing. But... <laughs> yeah, I only know this because I have an 18 year old attorney. Yeah, <laughs> we meet once. We, we, Giant we meet, suit. We meet two times a month in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you can't meet at a bar. I'm not allowed in there. Jordan's attorney is a character from a 90s life switching movie. <laughs> A wish I gone thought being wrong. would be easy. Yeah. Ice cream for dinner, but now I gotta handle debt. Ever yeah. since I found this amulet, yeah, some, <laughs> some like mystical drug uh, judge like yeah. pounded a gavel and was like, "I sentence you to be your dad for a year." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if that's what you want. The so amulet has the power of attorney. It's like, my God, the <laughs> power of attorney. <laughs> Shining and lightning everywhere. Uh, summon the six justices. <laughs> the power of attorney. Uh, well, that is the end of our game. Um, final score, Ben with six, Jordan with four, Becky with three. A fine stream away all. I loved uh, God, I love tucking puppets with all of you. This was a fun time. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I want to do more of these with other nerdy, nerdy things. Every time loser, a loser. Right here. Oh, see, I, I <laughs> took your loser mantle. I will take. <laughs> Although I think you have a pretty good streak of being second place. Yeah, I'm not too bad at that second place. Born, <laughs> born to runner up, right? Uh, well, uh, that is it for our game. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, come back next time for even more pedantic corrections here on Um Actually. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.